0: welcome to our frontline city church podcast this message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of god to find your purpose and reach your destiny through christ we're carrying on with our series on the presence of god okay some people will say but dad you've preached on it so much already what more Can we speak about the presence? But we are pushing in more and more. And I can see in my apostle, my dad's life, apostle Nicky, that as he is pushing in to the glory and the presence of God, so his ministry is changing. I can see in our prayer meetings and our things, things are changing as we are pushing in to the presence of God. If I can put an advert in quickly, there five o'clock on Saturdays. We get together here. We call it the power hour. We call it something happens here. A prophetic prayer meeting. Man, it is just something incredible. So I really want to encourage you for Saturday afternoons here. So again, we're going to touch on the three types of the presence of God. That you have to understand what it is about. The one type is the omnipresence of God. Um, Psalm 139 says from verse 7, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. God is everywhere. God is everywhere present wherever you go and whatever you do he is there it is his omnipresence if you are saved or not saved if you've given your life to Jesus or not if you're sinning or worshiping God is there there's nowhere where you can escape the presence of God the omnipresence of God is everywhere but then there's another level of that and we see that in matthew 18 and verse 20 it's called the Immanuel presence of god for where two or three are gathered together in my name i am there in the midst of them the moment you gather in the presence of god you gather with a specific reason of meeting with jesus he is there and his presence is different to his omnipresence His presence is there in a way that you can feel. Those who know me know that often in the Emmanuel presence of God, I will have tears. The moment I feel that experience of God, I have tears. Others get goose flesh, others start crying, others will laugh, it is the presence of God. Doesn't matter which denomination you go to, it doesn't matter if there's worship, It doesn't matter if there's anything done the moment you say that jesus is the focus of this meeting the emmanuel presence of god is there okay so you don't have to do anything right or wrong for the emmanuel presence to operate you just have to say that this meeting is about jesus the moment you get together in a home cell or in a church meeting in a any denomination that you want to talk about, there is the presence of God right there. And He is working miracles there. So don't ever think, well, God is only in our church or only in this kind of church. God is everywhere where people meet in His name. So you often feel the presence of God. And I promise you, I have felt God in every denomination known because when I was in the army, I couldn't choose which denomination I went to. I couldn't say, well, I want this kind of church. I had to go what was available. Sometimes it was Roman Catholic, sometimes it was in church and whatever. And wherever I went, I was able to meet with God because God was the center of the meeting. And the moment God becomes the center of the meeting, he's there. Then the third kind of presence is the shekinah glory of god that the first time it happened was or where we see it is in exodus 40. it is when they built the temple of god the tabernacle and in verse 34 of exodus 40 um, then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle and moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting you see was the omnipresence of god there before they um started the tabernacle yes the omnipresence of god was with them was the emmanuel presence there every time they met yes but then god said to them okay now i want to take it a step further now i want to have such a manifest presence that there was a cloud by day and the fire by night there was a visible presence of god you couldn't only feel it you could see it so the first one is just if you're aware of it or not god is there the omnipresence the second level is you can feel it in the immanuel presence of god the third level of presence you can see it it is so real that you cannot deny it. So the Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go on towards their journeys. In other words, they didn't make a move without the Shekinah glory of God. They never went on their own mission. They never did what they wanted to do. They said, here's the Shekinah glory of God. If that moves, I'm moving. If the fire by night started moving, middle of the night, they'd pack up and follow it. Yes. If the cloud moved middle of the day while they were busy having lunch, they stopped having lunch and they follow the cloud. Wow. Because they wanted the Shekinah glory of God more than anything else. But the problem with charismatics is we've raised up Christians who all want to do it my way, that wants to sing like Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. We don't want to follow the presence of God. I've said to the leadership, I'm going to get very, very strict on that. I've said to the leadership that we are going to follow the presence of God with all we have and pursue it with all we have with absolutely no exception. Why? Because it's what God wants to do. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onwards in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. So they have a goal. They want to do something. But they put their whole goal subject to what God was doing. If God's not moving, even though they have a plan, we put up our plan there. Elmery just explained it. How many months we want to be here and where and what. So we have a plan. But we are not, that plan is subject to God's spirit and God's anointing and how God moves we will only respond to how god moves but if the cloud was not taken up then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up for the cloud of the lord was above the tabernacle by day and the fire was over it by night in the sight of all the house of israel throughout all their journeys so we knew that they followed christ in everything they did they followed christ in every process they didn't do anything and the shekinah glory of god is different to the omnipresence or the emmanuel presence it is something that you have to pursue it is something that you have to prepare for the omnipresence and the emmanuel presence was there all the time but until they built the tabernacle the shekinah glory didn't come until they said now we are preparing a place for god to dwell in nothing happened And that is why we as church have to build the atmosphere. We have to listen to God. We have to respond to God. Ashley, my son, where are you? there we go. Hey. Okay, you stepped into another level today by being obedient. When you took that bread and you broke it, I felt the glory of God coming down. Worship team, we're entering into another level and realms Why? Because it's not about the program anymore. It is about the glory. It is about being obedient to what God wants. If I never get a chance to preach, because the glory of God comes to rest on the worship, we as a church has to be ready for it. Because you're not here to hear from me. You are here to encounter the Shekinah glory of God. Now, I want to use a word that my apostle uses a lot. Does fish visit the water? So do Christians visit the Shekinah glory? The problem is we want to just attach from God here in church, and then we want to park him somewhere and get back to him next Sunday. It's never going to work. Imagine the Israelites tried that with the glory of God. They would have been wiped out. The very first war they faced, they would have all died. If they moved when the Spirit of God didn't move, they would have been in trouble. If they thought they could do it on their own way, they would have died and remember the Old Testament is a prophetic picture to show us how not to do it and show us how to do it so we have to change and from a place where we think the Shekinah glory happens here in church to live a life in the glory of God yes. I'm telling you God is challenging me There's some stuff in my life that has to go because it can't be with the Shekinah glory of God So when last have you asked God, God, what must change? What must change, God? What must stay behind? Oops. Mom, hold up your hands for the people to see your rings, please, of both hands. Am I being naughty? Okay. On this hand is dress rings. And on that hand is a special ring of value. Okay, the the marriage, you can put it down. I don't care much what you do with your dress rings. But what you do with the valuable ring, I care about. Does that make sense? How much you value something is how it's going to be growing in your life. Ladies, if you want jewelry, treat the jewelry that you did receive from your husband like something valuable people if you want the power of God in the time of trouble treat the presence of God as valuable all through your life not only on Sunday mornings don't visit the presence of God start swimming in it start living in it it helps very little If we have a powerful moment here and you go into your life without everything that God has for you in the presence of God, if you go into your Monday to Saturday without the presence and you only experience it on Sunday morning, we are wasting our time. That's not about the meeting. It's not about having a good time here. It's not about having an encounter here. It's about a changed life. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about what do we see about this changed life. What did Jesus tell the disciples close to his death? He said to them, Wait in Jerusalem until the power has come upon you, until the Holy Spirit. Which is the New Testament version of the Shekinah glory has come upon you. Now, people, I believe 100% in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the problem is we've made it an event instead of a lifestyle. Unfortunately, I can attest that as a spirit filled child of God, I've messed up, I've made mistakes, I have stepped outside of the glory. So we cannot only be filled with the Spirit once in our life and then think all is going to be okay. That's like a fish visiting the water. We have to live in the presence of God. Live in it with all we have. What did Jesus say in Acts 2 in verse 1? When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Shekinah glory of God one of the things that activates it is unity one of the things that activates the spirit of God and allows him to come and change your life is when a group of people be it five or ten or a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand comes into one place with only one goal is that goal so we want the presence of God here church we cannot anymore, when we come into worship, do our own thing. We have to become sensitive to what God is doing in the group. And we all do the same thing. The first song, we can maybe still saying, okay, well, I'm thinking about tonight's supper, and I'm uh, thinking about this building that has to be fixed, or whatever is wrong. I, I will give us the grace like that. But by the second song, we have to come into one mind and one focus and one situation and saying, God, we are here for you only. I don't care if the floor is dirty. I don't care if the sun is shining through. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if you had a late night last night. But when you're here, put all of that aside. Maybe I should put a sign up by the door. And we say, I, I leave all rebellion, all my own problems, all my issues here by the door. Because I'm now entering into the tabernacle and now I want to meet with God. It doesn't help you sitting here thinking about your problems. It doesn't help you sitting here thinking about what must all be done. Satan will keep you busy by the things that doesn't cover all the holes or the sun shining from the back or whatever that doesn't allow you to focus on the presence of God it's disrespectful I have the mistake that I sometimes make that my mind is busy with 20,000 things and somebody's busy telling me something and I see you go past and I must greet you and I'm trying to keep everybody happy and I don't hear what you're saying disrespectful and i let everybody i give you the right to say to me hey dad that's not nice because i do it and i don't want to do it but i do it sometimes by accident now the same way we do it with god we disrespect him by being in his presence and we're thinking about problems is it okay If I tell you guys, let's leave the stuff and we focus on God. Is it okay? So we leave everything behind. What happened to the people, the Israelites in the Old Testament, when they tried to enter into the Shekinah glory with sin in their life? If they didn't do what god said when god told them don't touch the gold of that city when you put it take it in and we know that some of them hid it in, in their tents and they went out into battle thinking that the glory of god goes with them and they got defeated it's exactly the same that happens to us is that when we come here and we do all the stuff we wave our hands and we jump up and down and we shout his name But we're so filled with concern about tomorrow or things like that and we wonder why is our lives sometimes a challenge so let me come back to what are the results of this shekinah presence of god 1 genesis 39 verse 2 and 3 and you better listen nicely because we don't have overhead at the moment our projectors were stolen So you better listen to the scripture now. I can't put it up for you. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And the master saw that the Lord was with him and the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. The presence of God is so visible on you that people will see God with you. And they will expect you to prosper and you to succeed because the visible presence of God is upon you. Speaking to a lawyer this week and we were in a bit of a difficult situation and I was concerned. And the lawyer said to me, Hannes, I've seen the power of God on your life. Don't be concerned. It will be sorted. And that is what we have to do. That people on the outside will see the hand of God upon us, and it will give us the victory. And the Lord made all He did to prosper in His hand. There's always a relationship between the presence and the prosper. Okay? There's a relationship with how much you push in for all that God has, not only in the service, but in the presence of God in your whole life. That's why quiet time in the morning is so important because you come into line with the presence of god before you go out to face your day not just to study the word but to say god let your presence come upon me so that i can go out not in my own strength but in your strength I can go out with all that you have for us so success is there because of that relationship between prosperity and success and the presence of God. If we step outside of the presence of God, things change. Things become more difficult. This revelation about the presence of God, if you take it home and you say, God, I want to start operating from this place of presence, not from a place of effort, you're going to see a change. I've said this before, I've got some friends in New Zealand that have been sort of like on the edge of church for years, and they put nice little scriptures up and so on, and suddenly they have an encounter with God, and they share the same kind of thing, but you see a different anointing even on Facebook on it. You see that what they're posting is not just a repeat of somebody else's quote, it comes from a encounter with God out of a, and the presence of God and now they're sharing it and it hits you in the face and you realize okay there's the power of God on that post your life on social media can reflect the power of God and should reflect the power of God yeah. in that place of the presence You must expect double. You must expect the same effort to give double the anointing. Yes, Dad, but you've been talking about the presence, but I've seen trouble and I've seen things not working out and I've seen things sometimes go hard with you. Does that mean you're not in the presence? No. The Israelites also had attacks. They also had difficulties, but there's always a victory at the end of it. We've all watched movies of, let's say, a gambler that knows how to win everything. If he can see in the future, he knows what the lotto number is going to be, and he can always win the lotto every day. Who would like that anointing? (laughs) But do you understand that in the movies, always that guy sometimes loses the money. But it's not really a problem because tomorrow he just wins the lotto again. So if you operate in the presence and you lose something, it's not an issue because tomorrow the favor is going to work again. The time of loss is a time for you to understand that the presence is not removed. You have to keep on operating in your faith. You've got to keep on increasing that knowledge and that revelation. Oh, yeah. Katara no There's sometimes been in our church a place where we can't pay the salaries to the staff and it's hard for us but i also know it's a time where their relationship with christ gets closer because they have to have trust in him when they can't have trust in us and that's a good thing you understand that your hard time will take your focus off whatever you're trusting in if you lose your job not because god wants to hate you or make things difficult for you is that god is saying i want you to learn to not trust in your salary i want you to learn to trust in me if your business goes smoothly and suddenly nothing works you have the opportunity to say oh but god is still the god of who he said he was in the times of difficulty in the times of failure in the times of nothing that you do work is It's your time to say, okay, I can take my focus of what I'm doing. I can only look at the one who promised. Because he's faithful and he will do it. Oh, Shendaranaka. The second result of the presence we find in Genesis 39 and verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So now... The first verse we looked at he was working in part of his house now he's in prison but even in prison mercy and favor followed him who of you need mercy mercy is you made a mistake you didn't do things right but you need god's mercy to see you through even though you made mistakes i need god's mercy all the time and in that mercy is favor Listen, can I read it to you again? Because we can't put it up, so I want you to get it. In. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and he gave him favor. So, in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So, when God is with you, he gives you mercy and favor. We've heard two testimonies here of people that saying we didn't apply, we didn't have the right stuff on our CV. But God gave us favor. None of us deserve that. None of us can say we've done things so right that we deserve that. But mercy says, I'll give you favor even though you don't deserve it, just because of the presence of God. Number three is grace and favor rest in your assignment. Mom and I shared this scripture during at the well on Friday. Uh, Exodus 33, verse 13 and 14. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. What in, is it an oxymoron? God has given him an instruction to lead 2,000 people. 2 million people Sorry, God is giving Moses an instruction and saying you have a calling to lead 2 million people out of the wilderness out of slavery but I'm going to give you rest sorry God how am I going to have rest while looking after 2 million people how am I going to have rest while running a business and a church how am I going to have rest while I'm doing what I have to do because he's going to give you rest in your assignment. When the presence goes with you, you will be able to handle your assignment. How are we going to build a church? How are we going to do all these things? How are we going to even finish this? How are we going to have churches relating to us from all across the world? How are we going to plant a church in the East Rand? But God says within all of that, I'm going to give you rest. Rest in your assignment. It can only happen with the presence. Because if you try and do your assignment in your own strength, you are going to get wiped out. But God said to Moses, can I read it again? I know I'm repeating myself a lot today, but I want you to catch this. This is God's, Moses is in the first verse 13 speaking to God. And then God is answering. So Moses says, now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, he with a capital letter, my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. You're all I need.